Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by nurse practitioner by necessity, a quilter to relieve stress and an avid supporter of the Quilts of Valor Foundation. She's also an award-winning author. Her latest romance, Wrapped Up in Christmas Joy, is available now. We welcome Janice Lynn. Good morning. How are you? Absolutely great. Let's go beyond the mic. Wrapped Up in Christmas Joy, I can tell, was not a typical Janice Lynn book. Now, is there some of you in this book? Oh, absolutely. I think that most authors put a little bit of themselves and in, in, in at least one character in their book that there's parts that come out that has to do with um, things that they've seen or life experiences or character you know characterizations and things that that come out what is so special about christmas and why is it perfect for romance because christmas is a time where we uh, we seek to feel better about life i think we're in general kinder at christmas we're looking for to kind of put away the the rest of the year and to just have family time and love and emotion and happiness and so it just it it does lend itself perfectly to romance because you're already looking for all those feel good moments at christmas time being a nurse practitioner during the days of covid-19 has to be hard how have you and your family surviving while still trying to push out a best-selling book? Uh, it depends on the day as to what my answer would be on that. Some days it's it's pretty easy just because, um, you know, I feel like I have a great family. I have a great husband, uh, my mom and dad, my kids. And, and so I feel very, very blessed on that. Um, and then other days you feel like you're pulling your hair out. And that's probably the way it is for most people right now with, with COVID and, and everything that we're dealing with. Work can be crazy right now. Some days uh, you're, you're just seeing mostly COVID patients and, and that's, you know, it's sad. I hope things will be better, I hope soon. So We're joined by Janice Lynn, author of Wrapped Up in Christmas Joy Beyond the Mic. You once said about entering your first book, Jane Millionaire, in a published author contest, quote, it's so hard to put your baby out there to be judged, unquote. How hard is it to put your idea first to paper and then send it out to the ethos for others to read and respond? Sure. It is opening yourself up to um, a lot of criticism because no matter what, you're not going to make everybody happy. And so sometimes I try to avoid reading reviews because it's like, oh, and, and then other times I'm like, okay, I need to go read them so that I can make myself a better writer to see what resonates with people and what they went, you know, what, what kind of you hear over and over in, in bad reviews. But, but it is hard because you are leaving yourself vulnerable and, and no matter what, you're not going to make everybody happy. In for, for Wrapped Up in Christmas, I've got, had a couple of uh, different reviews that both said that the sewing is old fashioned. And I'm going, oh my goodness, I'm old. <laughs> that's, uh, because in the reviews, they both said sewing is old, old fashioned. And I'm like, well, somebody has to do it. <laughs> that's, uh, it's, uh, so it, it does, it leaves you very vulnerable. It, so it is hard to do. It, it, you do kind of want to feel protective of your characters because um, obviously you're, you're very attached to those characters or you wouldn't have put them on the paper you wouldn't have put them out there and so you do want to kind of protect that story and then when you get the judges responses back sometimes they're not even helpful Exactly. Definitely want to grow from, you know, if you see the same things being said over and over, I do think that's a something that a writer can grow from. So if, if like every review is saying the same thing, it's like, oh, that, there's a problem there. I need to tweak something or I need to change something. But mostly I find that either a story resonates really well and they truly get the story or a reader just doesn't get it at all. It, it seems to be, you know, and that, that sometimes can be a good thing if you're eliciting a big emotional response from somebody, even if it's not story the one that you want uh, if you make them feel something and with the covid lockdowns the entire family's in the house 
oh, mom's doing an interview. Let's just see what we can get into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I told them to be quiet, but they're not. You know, um, everybody's kind of pulling their load. Um, my, my husband runs a small business, so that definitely has been uh, very trying during COVID as well, especially when it's like, are you going to be able to stay open? Are you not going to be able to stay open? You know, how do you pay your employees? What, how do they take care of their families if you're not paying them? How, you know, there, there's so much that goes into to play on that. But at the beginning of COVID, I had three kids in college and stuff. One has graduated now. I have one getting ready to graduate here. And it's, uh, and that's been very difficult on them. It's a hard time to graduate from college and try to find a job and to get out into life. So uh, I think everybody is dealing with COVID and, and how it affects their life in such a different way, whether it's beginning their life or trying to make sure that they don't lose their retirement or to function and make sure that you survive it, both, both financially and, and, and physically. How hard is it to switch between the sweet romances you write for Hallmark and the medical romances you write for Harlequin? Very different very different two vastly different areas both of them are because the medical romances um really give me a avenue of being able to create happy ever afters and waving that magic wand to make people get better in the story um i feel like that that is a very a way of relieving my stress for me those stories definitely play a role in in helping to keep me sane. um and and i think that there's um there's some reality to it. There's some that is not uh, very reality. <laughs> so funny. Uh, the, um, you know, um, the, I've worked in a lot of hospitals and, and off, you know, doctor's offices and stuff. And most of that stuff doesn't go on. It met a little bit. I don't know. But um, not my personal experience. But the, um, the, the sweet romances, uh, that's a part of who I am and part of my life, too. So um, I grew up, you know, going to church and, and no people that are like the people in, the, in those stories as well. So it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's fun I'm pulling from different aspects of my life. In these difficult times the world faces now, it's good to be able to escape with a good book. How much pressure do you feel when you're a nurse and trying to write during a pandemic? You might have a good idea, but you might have a shift coming up in four hours. So I really struggled a lot finishing up wrapped up in, in Christmas Joy because we had in uh, the early March, we had, it's actually March, the night of March 2nd, early March 3rd uh, morning, um, we had tornadoes to come through Tennessee that just ripped our state apart. And so uh, there were a lot of deaths, a lot of injuries, a lot of um, homes destroyed, businesses destroyed. And uh, my stepdaughter's uh, best friends um, were killed. Um, their, uh, it was a husband, wife, and, and their two-year-old. And they all three died. And so we had funerals and grief. And then we had the pandemic really starting to hit mid-March in, in Middle Tennessee. And here I had to go to work and was scared because we didn't know very much about COVID at that time. And you were seeing on the news and seeing on the, the healthcare loops where people were all geared up, but they were still getting COVID and they were still, you know, dying and, and nurses that appeared young and healthy. And it's like, okay, what's going on? And we've still got to go out because we've got to take care of our patients. And then you have to go home and you have to try to write a happy Christmas story. And it's like, and lose yourself. And there was part of that that was great to try to escape, but then it's, it was so hard to pull yourself from reality to write that story so i probably struggled more to write this story than i have any story ever um on it um that, that that's I would say that just trying to get that happy. When I finished the book, I had to go back and look at every single scene and say, is this scene happy? Because a lot of them weren't. I really, because I, 
with the character Cole and stuff, he has a kind of a dark background. It was very easy for that to creep in more than what it should have to keep it a hallmark story. Raising money for charity is important for you, especially since your mom had T-cell lymphoma. Mm -hmm. How easy or hard is it for you to take things in your life and use them as inspiration for your books? You might have to hug someone as a nurse telling them it's going to be okay when it just might not be. Well, uh, yes, <laughs> that, that's, that's true. It's, it's very hard. It's never easy. I immediately pops into head. I have a family that I take care of three generations that I have took care of for over 20 years. And um, last year I diagnosed uh, the patriarch of the family with, with cancer and it, it had spread and um, it, it's hard. It's very hard. It's hard to look somebody in the eye and say, I'm sorry, you have cancer. And, you know, and I, I don't, and I don't know what's going to happen at that point. We're going to set you up. We're going to get you a PET scan. We're going to, um, you know, get you, uh, you know, a, a referral to oncology and surgeon and, and all these different things. Because uh, again, I, I'm from a small community like what is in, in uh, my Hallmark stories. So you do have that connection to people and, and you do, you, you care about them. They, they kind of become an extended family on your patients when you took care of a family for that many years, you, you definitely feel a, an, a big attachment to people. And so it, it is not easy. Part of me thinks it helps me with emotion for my stories because it's very easy to pull from those emotions and to, to then draw from that for my stories. What's one misconception about being an author? Um, that you sit around eating bonbons in your pajamas and, <laughs> and it just, you just bang the words out. That doesn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, it, it's not easy. It, it's, it's, um, and I also think sometimes, um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say, I have this great idea. I tell you what, I'll give it to you and you write it and we'll sell it together. And I'm like, mm, no, I got all my own ideas. So <laughs> you write your book and we'll celebrate it together. So I think a lot of people think it's pretty easy, though, just to sit down and that you just sit down and you just write it and that then it all just flows perfectly and then you put it out there and wow, it gets bought and amazing things happen. Also, um, you know, I, I hear it all the time. It's like, uh, oh my gosh, you're going to quit your day job. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Have you ever heard starving artists? <laughs> That's a, um, it, you know, I, I, my Hallmark books have been very successful. My uh, Harlequin uh, medicals and stuff, they're not sold retail in the U.S., but uh, the medical line is actually Harlequin's second most successful line worldwide. So, so they do very well too. But, um, but I will not be quitting my day job anytime soon. Um, but books actually make less now than they did ten years ago, which is kind of sad, though. And how hard is it when books are available so many places around the world for eight ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, even for four ninety nine, and you may be getting only fifty cents a book? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many people that have a role in, in putting a book out. You have, uh, you know, editors, you have people that do the cover design, you have distributors, you have uh, the publishing company themselves, you have the bookstores, you have, there's so many people who have to take a piece of that for everything to fall into place that there, that there are 50 cents for a book sounds really good to me. <laughs> that's a, it's just a, that's a, um, because, because again, there are so many people who play a role in, in making that book happen who need to get paid. And, and it's sad too, because, you know, with the digital world being the way it is, it's very easy for there to be a lot of um, free downloads that aren't really free. They're stolen. And so it's uh, and that seems to happen more and more that there are so many, 
many um, literacy advocacy groups that are just constantly looking for these sites. And, and as soon as they get one took down, another one pops up to where people can download for free. And, and it sounds great. And then there's probably people that don't even really think about what they're doing. And, and it's, it's like, oh, that means that nobody got paid that put the work into that. And if you do that often enough and people don't get paid enough, then, then things start dwindling down to where there's just not as much content out. Now, being an author isn't easy from my own knowledge, and I applaud you for helping authors get sample letters and synopsis on your website. Mm -hmm. It's almost a cautionary tale. Right. Um, I would never want to discourage anybody from pursuing their dream because because I feel like I've been very blessed. I have gotten to to achieve a lot of my dreams, which has been fantastic. But I also worked hard at it, and, and there was a lot of rejection along the way, and I think you have to be prepared for that. And if you there's very few people who go into it and it just magically all falls into place. I'm, I'm sure there are some that they write that first book and wow, it's amazing. And wow, they hit every list and, and it's just, just phenomenal. That's not the reality for most writers. I have a lot of friends that are really great writers and, and you know, some are very successful, some are not. And, and honestly, I think the ones that are not are just as talented as the ones who, who are very successful. A lot of it has to do with the right story at the right time with the right person um, seeing that story and, and just what's happening in the market as well. I mean, if, if there's 10 books already that a publisher's already bought that have to do with a particular subject and you have a phenomenal book with that same subject, they're probably not going to buy it if they're already saturated with it, regardless of how great that book is. So it's you know, there's so many different things that come into play besides just the quality of the story of whether or not a story is going to get bought. And I think if people aren't prepared for that and, and don't uh, don't realize that there's a lot of rejection that comes along in, in, the, in, in the public industry and, it, and it's I, as my friends I don't know any of them even the ones that are amazing amazingly successful who haven't had a lot of rejections along the way how do you harden your heart when the rejection letters that you've gotten could wallpaper your entire house I have a folder with some of them. <laughs> I used to keep them all. Now I don't. Now my agent is very smart. And she didn't send them to me. She's just like, oh, no, we got to go to another one. <laughs> you know, I'm probably, I don't know that I can say I'm a heart is hardened. I still feel every one of them. <laughs> That's a, um, I, I truly, I, everyone I do feel um, it's just knowing that that's going to happen and that it doesn't even necessarily mean that the story isn't a great story. It just means that it's not right for the market. It's not right for what's happening right now. I have a story that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite stories I've ever written. My agent loves it. We've sent it out to publishers. Most of the the rejections we've got say they love it, but they don't know how to market it. So it's kind of a cross between a women's fiction and a, and a romance. And um, and so they they just if you can't market it and you can't get it to people and you don't know how to market it, then it's not going to sell. So ho hopefully, eventually, that'll come into play. So that, that somebody's going to go, hey, I remember this story. That's exactly what we're looking for. But and that's been a few years now. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocking Eighty random questions okay. answered. First thing that comes to your mind, there is no pressure. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> As a nurse practitioner, what's the one thing you're scared of? Missing something that would be life-changing on somebody, making the wrong diagnosis or not catching something that I should catch. I, I, absolutely. 
It's um, it's hard. Your insurance companies don't want you to order a zillion tests, but there there's some times that you feel like you need to because you know something is wrong, but you can't put your finger on what it is. And uh, so it's it's uh, I don't ever want to miss something on somebody. I, as I, say, I, I love the majority of my patients. I can tell you their life stories on the majority of my patients. I don't ever want to miss something on them. If you had to give up pasta or chocolate for the rest of your life, which one would you give up? Chocolate. Hmm. Really. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like my pasta. <laughs> Lasagna and <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, yeah. Name three authors that inspire you. Kathleen Long, Lindsay Brooks, and Susan Elizabeth Phillips. I could name a bunch. I, that, those were the th- first three that popped into my head. And two of them are my best friends, so I had to say them. It's kind of like, you know. <laughs> You'd get in trouble if you didn't. I didn't. You're exactly right. That's Have you ever taken a cruise, and where would you want to take a cruise to next? So last year, I took my very first cruise, and I'm so glad I did because it was before COVID. We went to Alaska. It was amazing. I want to go back. I wish I'd had a bunch more time there. Um, we, uh, I absolutely loved it. I would want to go back to Alaska. I'm pretty boring. I want to go back to where I've already been. What's the one craft other than quilting that you enjoy doing? Um, wow. One craft besides quilting, um, a sewing of any type, although we've already heard that that's old fashioned. I love to make things. Um, I do the little snowflakes like we're in the uh, book, in the first book, that were actually something that I made. So when I was writing that story, that was very easy for me to draw from because I like to make things with plastic canvas. And um, so I do that. I like to paint, to draw, but anything i'm not very good but but i like to do it so at the end of wrapped up in christmas joy is a dilly duchess potatoes recipe what's your secret best recipe that everybody raves about um so i make a really good sweet potato casserole um so i make uh, chocolate no bake oatmeal cookies uh chicken and dumplings um <laughs> southern girl at heart trying to think of things people ask me to make those are things that people ask me to make so when i go somewhere now we have to uh, talk to you about this secret obsession you've had with matthew mcconaughey <laughs> Yeah, it kind of got pink there, didn't it? That's a, that's a. You've been obsessed with him since 2005. Uh, he plays a lot of fun roles. Um, and so, you know, if I met him in person, I think I would like him just from the interviews he does. He seems like he's a very positive outlook on life and, and the things that he um, says and does. I really enjoyed him in romantic comedies. I think in some of his more recent interviews, he kind of has been down on the romantic comedies a little bit. But I think people need that relief and they need that happiness and laughter and and i definitely feel like there's a huge role in life romantic comedy so on that i kind of disagree with them like i get back to that instead of all the serious roles we we have enough serious in life that we need our entertainment to be fun and we need it to to make us happy and to leave us feeling good and and i, I just i enjoy him so it's fun to look at except for maybe when he lost all the weight so when they make wrapped up in christmas joy into a hallmark channel movie who plays sophie who plays cole um, well, we have had uh, some friends and I've had a lot of different discussions on this. Um, so um, Lacey, uh, possibly, or uh, Nikki Deloach, maybe for Sophie, uh, Ron Pavey for um, for Cole would make me super happy. He's, he's great. Of course, I love so many of them. Andrew Walker, Paul Green, I'd, I'd be pretty happy with any of them. <laughs> That's a, you know, I'll be so floating if they say, oh, we're going to make this into a movie that I'll just be like, okay, whoever you want. <laughs> Her middle name is Marie. She'd give up chocolate if she could. And she'd cruise to Alaska if she just had the opportunity right now. Her book, 
is wrapped up in Christmas joy, available at a bookstore or online right now. We thank author Janice Lynn for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate it. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.